Retromania Pro Wrestling Podcast Network is a Moonsault Media production and is intended for private use only. For more information, contact RetromaniaPodcast at gmail.com. Hey everybody, and welcome to Retromania Pro Wrestling Podcast Network presents Marking Out the Days, Weekend Warriors. This is episode 12. This is covering the date of July 11th, 1992. I'm your host, one half of the hosting squad, Kobe Nida, and as always, ah, actually no, not as always, uh, side swerve Russo bro, um, special guest joining me this week from the inept supervillains Molehole Radio, Elliot, the L. How do you do, sir? I am doing great. How are you? Thank you very much for joining me on this uh, magic school bus of professional wrestling podcasts. Oh, thank you for having me. I'm a little upset with you. Why? Why? Um... Okay, I, I, when I get into wrestling, I get really hooked. <laughs> and with you and TJ from Moho, you guys will talk about people, and I go looking them up, and all of a sudden I'm down this rabbit hole of watching <laughs> wrestling. And I'm like, I don't have this much time, man. Yeah, with all the other stuff that you're into as well, following politics and news and comics and Marvel, MCU, universe. And just trying to sleep. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And trying to work as well, having a real life. Yeah. I'm sorry. I I, 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 I apologize. No, it's fun. I I used to host a WrestleMania party every year. It was one of my favorite events. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. Damn it. I might have to do it again. (laughs) Yeah, those are always fun. WrestleMania parties. Um, before we get started, what, what kind of got you into wrestling? Were you a fan growing up? Um, what, what got you into wrestling? Who kind of struck you as a person that you kind of stuck with and how long did you stick around watching wrestling? Before I answer that, let me apologize. My air conditioner is in the window. Oh, it's all good. I got my dryer going in the background. Faintly. Okay. All right. Just yeah. wanted to make sure. Maybe those soin. Maybe those noises will like uh, balance each other out, and like, <laughs> you know, d- we won't get anything. All right. Well, I started wa- watching wrestling as a kid, like twelve years old. Mm-hmm. Um, was very into the WW. Well, it was then the WWF. Yes. Um, and what what year was this? Maybe trying to not trying to, you know, drop your age per se, but how old? 85. 85. Okay. So this is right when they are popping off with the like the whole Hulkamania boom and WrestleMania. Yeah. Yeah, that's around when I got into it and thank you for letting everybody know how fucking old I am. <laughs> yeah. <Sorry>. It's okay. <laughs> I say while I have ice on my back getting ready to uh, rotate it to a heating pad in about 15 minutes. Oh, my Um, goodness. (laughs) Stay young forever, kids. Folks, he's not even a wrestler. No. Oh, God. I was what they called a net. Yeah. (laughs) No athletic talent. (laughs) I've never heard that before. No, because they only called me that. But, uh, (laughs) But when I got into wrestling, yeah, there was Hogan and... Piper and JYD, but what really got me and grabbed me were the British Bulldogs. Davey yeah. Boy Smith and the Dynamite Kid. They were like my favorites. Um, their feuds with the Heart Foundation, 
one of my all-time favorite matches was Saturday night's main event. Uh, European rules, two out of three falls, Heart Foundation versus the British Bulldogs. Wow, man, you're bringing us back. That's a great one. Yeah, I was like, oh my, I was I was a kid watching that, going, holy shit, this is amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and then I kind of tapered off a bit in high school. You know, would still watch occasionally, but you know, was too busy working and skirt chasing. Yes, you still yes. Say skirt chasing in the Me Too era. Yeah, I mean, I said I was getting pussy when we talked about it on the first episode. Indeed, you did. So at least I cleaned it up a bit. Um, <laughs> um, uh, when I got back into it, was around a little bit before the coming of the NWO. Oh, sweet. So did you witness the NWO? Yes. Oh, that was awesome, right? I just yes. watched that. Uh, that was like 23 years ago last yesterday. Oh, um, yeah, it was. Oh, shit. And they, they, that brought me back, like all the trash being thrown in the ring and that moment. Like It mm-hmm. was like I had never seen Hulk Hogan be a bad guy. And that was just amazing for him to do that. Yeah, it, it was a great moment and worked really well. A game changer, too. Yes. Um, and I would say now my five top five wrestlers of all time, Chris Jericho, Juventud Guerrera, this is in no particular order, Bret Hart, um, Lance Storm, and I kind of want to say... Chris Benoit, but I don't. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Chris Benoit was one of my top guys, too. I mean, your list is great, man. Those are great, like, th- like thorough technicians, great in-ring performers. Uh, yeah. Hardly ever have a bad match. I mean, Hoovy maybe in the later days, but, uh, yeah. Oh, man. the juice was my man. Oh, yeah, he was great. Even with the mask before, um, oh, yeah. the stuff with him and Chris Jericho, uh, mm-hmm. that was great. Um so yeah, and then you kind of trailed off after that, or you still kind of watch here and there. Here and there, um, I, I I was going a long time. Was attending uh, WCW and WWE match uh, events in Chicago all the time. Wouldn't mm-hmm. miss them. Uh, house shows, televised. I didn't care. Um, then. When did I start dropping off? Oh, man. Maybe 2010 I started slowing down. Yeah. That that was a good year, though. Um, but, yeah, it kind of got stale. The product, you know, kind of became repetitious. And uh, we also then, like, around then, I started watching New Japan. Uh, that's when I kind of branched off from WWE after I'd gotten back into it around mm-hmm. 2007 or eight. Um, and New Japan has taken me by storm since. Um, yeah. Yes. Eight. I just realized I named a bunch of dungeon wrestlers. God yes, damn you it. did. A good amount of them. <laughs> yeah, you might have. You a fan of, this, you like, fan of the, the stew? That was just me going off the top yeah. of my head. Yeah, that's but good, though. Hoovy and Jericho and Benoit don't rotate off the list. Yeah, those are always good guys. Yeah. Um, well, great. Um, 
So you ready to jump back to July 11th, 1992? Yes. It was <laughs> one month after I graduated high school. Awesome. Awesome. What were you doing at this time? Drinking heavily. <laughs> okay. Nice. Nice. Um, um, no, oh, yeah. <laughs> I said that all matter of factly. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good. Um, and were you um, were you still watching at this time? Mm, honestly, I. Oh, wait. Mm, no, but I did start watching again about, about two years later because. OK, OK. When Just I seeing it. Yeah. When I moved out on my own, I started watching it again. OK, so before we get into these episodes, nothing kind of like brought you back or like, do, do you remember any of this stuff or that you caught up with at all? You know, or is this all new to you? It was just a lot of things I didn't remember. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually, yeah, I think I was still watching a bit during this time because a lot of the stuff they brought up, I was like, oh, I remember this. Right. Um, in the right. WCW episode that we'll talk, we'll be talking about later. They showed that um Sting a, a glimpse of that Sting Flair match, and I'm like, I remember watching that. Okay, so that was '90. So you might have trailed off at like everybody else did at the end of like '91 or the middle of '91, because mm-hmm. uh, that was kind of the death of or the end of the Hulk Hogan era. It kind of got stale, and then the transition to Ultimate Warrior. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, that was still there were still peak times, but it, it kind of fell off after that. Mm-hmm. Um, they had been running wild for like six seven years so uh yeah well let's get into this day july 11th 1992 before we jump into wrestling let's jump into pop culture stuff um first we'll do movies Mm -hmm. now there's two movies that came out this week um you are gonna guess both of them because they're both like not great movies so they didn't like smash at the box office Um, I'm going to give you a brief description of the movie, and then you can guess at any time, and then I can list off characters or cast members as well. Okay. Um, Okay. So this one, the first one, July 10th, 1992. Uh, This is an action movie. Um, An American soldier who had been killed during Vietnam War is revived 25 years later. Universal soldier. Yes, indeed. (laughs) <laughs> great movie do you remember this one universal soldier yes oh yeah also you saw this movie had a profound effect on kim jong-un yes <laughs> how <laughs> he's a big john claude van damme fan interesting interesting wow uh, so he must have uh watched this movie a lot of times mm-hmm Plenty. Oh, um, I also did you worked get... at a movie theater at this time, so. So were you able to see this in theaters? Yes. Okay. I saw All everything right. in theaters. <laughs> How does this one hold up for you now? Um, it's still cheesy fun. <coughs> yeah, it's a classic. Yeah. All right, moving on to the second one. This got 3% on Rotten Pot- Tomatoes. Damn. Uh, July 10th. 1992 it was released pg-13 it's in it's jack deebs a cartoonist who is due to be released from jail his comic book describes 
Yes, indeed. You're the man. Yeah. Damn. Cool. Well, yeah. Rock, what are you talking about? They got 3%, dude. I wanted to bang cartoon Kim Basinger. I remember this movie <laughs> vividly. I loved this movie as a kid. I think I had this on VHS. I saw this in a the theater. There was about maybe five of us in there. <laughs> oh, boy. I remember oh, the man. female, the older female rabbit. Rabbit character said during like right before the uh, sex scene, there's a man in the house. <laughs> Wait, that was Gabriel Byrne. Oh my gosh! Holy Bring shit! Back. Yeah. Oh, what a what an old classic. Yes. Cool world. Brad Pitt, everybody. Yes. If you he don't was know. the detective guy. Yep. <laughs> yeah. This was like a rip off of uh, well, kind of like a loose rip off of um. Roger Rabbit in a way, but uh, you think so? I don't know. Just like I don't. I, I think either the the production company was just like we need another goddamn cartoon movie with humans. <laughs> they were Vince McMahon as well. Uh, yeah. You All right, like let's Vince there. let's move on to. Oh, I'll be doing plenty of Vince on this episode. Uh, let's move on to the Billboard 1992. Last week, July 4th, took it for the first week. Sir Mix-a-Lot had Baby Got Back. Do you think he takes it for another week? Probably not. Well, you're wrong. He does. Oh, Sorry. okay. He's on a rain right now. Okay. Baby Got Back. Do you remember this being out at the time? Yeah. Come on. Yeah. Uh, okay. Okay. <laughs> And when it was released, it was the shit, right? It, it um, I was underground no. hip hop and commercialized okay, stuff. So no. I hate it. All right, so there we go. Different perspective. So yeah. you didn't like this. I mean, I you agree like- with the song. Okay, true. <laughs> yeah, and it still reigns true to this day. Oh hell yeah! Yeah, yeah that was a good one. Um, we'll have uh, we'll have to see if he can hold up for next week or not. Uh, find out next week. <laughs> All right. Let's get into some actual wrestling. Mm-hmm. Let's go to WWF Superstars. <laughs> it's National Nude Day. Seriously? Uh, yeah. I don't know. They they always have, like, at the beginning of an episode, it's like National USA Milk Day. Or, like, I, I don't know. It's, like, always some type of day, you know? So they try to go with some type of theme and puns at the beginning, like Mr. Perfect and Vince McMahon try to hit. Um, yeah, it's wait, was that the day World Naked Bike Ride Day? I don't know, they might be the same day. I'm gonna have to look that up. You can do that. I'm not doing Uh, it on this (laughs) 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 on this episode. We'll have LOD, Nails, Undertaker, Shawn Michaels, Money Inc. all in action. Mm. Sweet, this is an action packed episode. LOD come out first, and they're with Paul Ellering and Rocco, the uh, the puppet. Be- before oh, we before we get into that match, yeah. When the show opened, and that was the first time I've heard '90s Vince McMahon in a very long time. How does he still Hello have and a welcome. Yeah, I know. What the fuck? Did you swallow a gremlin? What the fuck is wrong with you, man? He almost doesn't have a voice anymore. Oh and he was God. so jacked in that tight-ass suit. Oh, my God. He was big at the time. This is uh, right around when the steroid scandal is about to happen or busting off at, at, at the seams, if you will. Yeah. 
uh, metaphorically and figuratively for him. <laughs> yeah, there was uh, those commercials for the IEO something. Ico Pro. Yeah. You gotta want it. <laughs> uh, LOD come out with Paul Ellering and Rocco, that stupid ass puppet, which is very lame of LOD to do this at the time. But you think whatever, they had a they're choice? They're getting a paycheck. They're getting a paycheck. Yeah. They go against Barry Hardy and Gary Davis. Okay. And Paul Ellering does his ventriloquist act on the side. Hawk makes Gary tag Barry. He forces him to do that. And then Animal comes in with a power slam. And then we get a huge tag team clothesline. Uh, the doomsday device on Barry Hardy. One, two, three. Quick work of the jobbers. LOD with a victory. I've never Sweet. liked LOD. No. Why? Just too intense or just... Kind of lame. Yeah, right? It's kick, punch, slam, that. Yeah, they, they weren't like No psychology athletic. to the match. Yeah, yeah. I, I was never impressed when they wrestled other good teams. Oh, and yeah. also, um, that puppet reminded... You remember the movie Magic from like the early 80s? About the killer... No. About the killer ventula, ventrilo... Dummy? <laughs> <laughs> um, no. No, I don't remember that one. The commercials kind of, for this fucked me up when I was like seven. Hmm. It just kind of reminds me of um, like Goosebumps. That's what kind of I correlate with evil puppets Mm-mm. or dummies. And also those jobbers had some magnificent mullets. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Those are some good ones, man. Still keeping it strong in 1992. I, I saw a five-year-old one, with one yesterday. Oh, man, they're coming back. I mean, well, the 80s revival was kind of like... Well, his dad had a MAGA for, hat, so... Oh, okay. Well, understood. Okay. <laughs> uh, we go to Mean Gene with Update, and it's brought to you by... Ico Pro. Yeah. <laughs> for people who care about their body. Really? Is it? Is it? No. Uh, no. Uh, he tosses to the Mountie. And he's bringing the Great American Scream Machine, which looks like a big red dildo, which Dave and I have described on this show weeks past. Mm-hmm. It's actually his sister's dildo. <laughs> um, uh, this is the feud with Sergeant Slaughter going on. It's It's been going on forever. It's lame. Yeah. Jimmy Hart and the Mountie say, you know what I'm uh, you know what I'm about? I command myself to s- to stay out of the Mountie's way. OK, cool. Coming up, a tribute to Macho Man. Did he die? No. But before oh, we okay. go, before we, we go to that, I, I have to bring up something about the Mountie. Yes, please. I want your thoughts on everything. So, well, yes. for one, the Mountie was fucking lame. Mm-hmm. Seriously. <laughs> a, a character yes. like the Mountie nowadays would be a joke with a bunch of syrup commercials and being super polite. Oh, yes. Yeah, he's talking about having uh, Sergeant Slaughter being a hostage in his country, which is Canada. Seriously, it was, I'm like, this should be intense, but it's stupid. But also, Mounties are basically the U.S. Marshals of Canada. They're really badass. Yeah, yeah, really. And they, I, I don't know if they have shock sticks or not, but... Uh, I don't think so, but... um. Canada special forces and stuff are fucking terrifying and I'm like the as as a kid I get the joke yeah the Canadian Mounties yada 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 but as an adult I'm like I wouldn't fuck with the Mounties 
the Mounties are the ones that caught the Canadian serial killers. Wow. Yeah, they're 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 good. Yes, they are. Uh, I I've I've heard stories of other. Um, I forget what podcast I was listening to, but it was talking about like some other military group was like, dude, fucking the Canadian Mounties, they're dangerous as shit. Mm-hmm. And yeah. So, uh, it might know, have Jacques been my Rougeau. podcast. Maybe. Yeah. The Jacques, Jacques Rougeau, uh, yeah. Uh, he's, or Ray Rougeau, I think. Yeah. He's doing the best he can right here. <laughs> Whatever. Is we go to a commercial. Okay. Yeah. He was originally, yes. Yeah. Um, uh, we go to a commercial and come back, and it's Chico Martinez already out to face Sean Michaels with <laughs> Sherry Martell. And Sean has the vest that says, I'm too sexy for this crowd, playing off that right, right said Fred song. And from your last episode, uh, the Jake the Snake story about Sherry, I was just looking at Sherry the whole time thinking, did you just bang everybody in the back? Maybe. Maybe. Mm, wow. <laughs> Mr. Perfect calls Shawn Michaels the wrestler of the 90s. He's not He's not wrong. No, he's not. Um, then we get a picture-in-picture promo with Shawn Michaels and Sherry Martell. Mirror, mirror. Uh, in Sherry's hand, who's the next IC champion? <laughs> that okay. was great. Yeah, they, Shawn they, hits they the sweet. They bite the times gimmick, but, you know. Yeah, yeah, it's okay. <laughs> Uh, Shawn Michaels, this is a weird transition for him right here. I mean, he's great, but um, it's just not the Shawn Michaels that we know later. Well, yeah. At all. Not the polished. No. HBK. Shawn hits a sweet chin music, which they just call a crescent kick. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Uh, Then we get that back suplex, which I hated for his finish. One, two, three, Shawn Michaels. I called it the nut crunch suplex because he, like, grabbed you right under the nuts. (laughs) <laughs> Ouch. Uh. <laughs> um, all right. So then we go to uh this current edition of WWF magazine with the British Bulldog on the cover. Sweet. Not so Looking sweet with his cultural appropriating ass. I know the braids <laughs> at the time. Like I, I always thought for some reason it made me think as a kid, like, cause I was so fucking ignorant. I'm just like why do British do British people get braids? <laughs> I didn't know a lot about them. <laughs> Maybe he was he the conquered British Isles. He was <laughs> cultural appropriating bastard. I'm gonna call out all the racism I see on these shows. Oh my god, please, that's what we do here. Yes, okay. Um we go to Sean Mooney in the event center and he hypes the British Bulldog and the Repo Man. Um which has been brewing for months. Great. It's, it's so boring. Mm-hmm. Then he tosses to Rick the Model Martell with the feather. 11 weeks fucking later. 11 weeks later. Seriously? We the, yeah. Tatanka must have been injured then, huh? I don't know. It's just been... No, he's had matches. It's just been... It's these, it's these one-hour shows a week, and it's just a slow-ass burn because they don't have pay-per-views every month. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, uh, it's not like WCW where we'll talk about where it's Clash of the Champions, Great American Bash, mm-hmm. and fucking this and that. Uh, and they got a plenty of TV time at the time. This is WCW is ultimately what WWE will become, you know? Yeah. Um, 
So, yeah, uh, he's a trendsetter, Rick Martell is, because he's had the feathers and he stole part of his heritage. Great. Okay. They called him the fashion plate. And I'm like, that's Freddie Blassie, you bastard. Yep. Stealing stuff. Seriously. That's wrestling. Yeah. Le- next time you lose a lot more than feathers. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, and then we go to Virgil talking about Papa Shango and the big old voodoo type guy. Why can't he talk? And nails. I, okay. I, yeah. I, my, my, he's, my, he's got. I, I, I know I'm not the greatest orator on the planet. <laughs> but holy shit. I'm yeah, like, shut up, bad. dude. I don't, you talk worse than you wrestle. What in the actual fuck? And your nostrils is huge, my man. Oh, he's doing coke at the time, so they're getting blown out. So <laughs> I'm sure. It's like, and then you nails, you you tied him up and you beat him like a dog. Why, Kamala? You a big man and you splash all people. And me, I'm like a man who likes to go around the neighborhood and pick up all the trash. And I'm about to have three trash cans to take out. God, that was so lame. I met him yeah. once. Oh, really? When? Tell us. It was at a Wizard World comic book convention in Chicago. Interesting. What year? Um, early mid aughts. Okay. Um, I was walking and I went, "Oh, hey, look, it's Joyce DeWitt." And not him. And I was trying to go over to talk to Joyce DeWitt, and he thought I was coming to talk to him, so I had to end up talking to him. Oh, no. <laughs> so I'm like, hey, man, so uh, what all you been up to? He's like, oh, I'm living in Vegas now. I saved up all my money. And I'm like, no, you didn't, motherfucker. That's why you're on this oh circuit. God. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's bullshit. Like, Would I you say you guys were? I'm like, no, you didn't. Stop biting DiBiase's gimmick. Would you guys say you were a threes company? Yeah, threes a crowd. I wanted to talk to Joyce okay. DeWitt. She was my favorite of all the uh, threes company um, roommates. Yeah. Yeah. She's I, good. I prefer the dark features. Blonde's never really my thing. <laughs> Might be yeah, because I'm black and all, but that, you know. Yeah. Well. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then he was to upset that own. I didn't buy a photo from him. I'm like, I didn't want to talk to you in the first place, man. <laughs> Want some spaghetti sauce? (laughs) Jesus. Then we go to a commercial and we come back and it's a tribute to the macho man, Randy Savage. It's a nice little video package. Of him just spinning around with his arms waved, uh, uh, spread Mm, out. Yeah, free bird. (laughs) (laughs) Then the Undertaker comes out. He's number one. Uh, Don't you see it, says the fan? Uh, and then it's Bruce Mitchell in the ring. That's who The Undertaker is going to face. And I think that's Bruce Mitchell, who also has a wrestling podcast and is like a famous wrestling journalist or podcast or radio host now. Really? Uh, yeah. Wow, that's interesting. Um, I think he, he's from Sports Talk or Wrestle Talk. Or, I don't know. I forget the name. You're going to hear some uh, rattling yeah. around while I switch from ice to heat. Oh, it's okay. Um, I you. Bruce All Mitchell of you will is gonna. To you too. <laughs> Thank you. 
uh, for being extra spooky while the Undertaker is out here. It's the normal routine for Taker during this match. He walks the ropes. We hit the tombstone. One, two, three. And then all of a sudden, the Berserker comes out. Fuji throws salt in the eyes of Paul Bear. Damn, that was harsh. And then Fuji grabs the urn. And uh, Berserker hammers on the Undertaker. And then the Undertaker just stares him down. Fuji takes uh, a hit at Undertaker with the cane. And then they back up and separate. And they all walk out of the ring. And there's salt uh, in the eyes of Taker. But he's still up. So he's like no-selling everything right here. No. He's like, fuck you. No, he, he beat <laughs> Bruce Mitchell with three moves. Yeah, exactly. Choke slam, <laughs> walk the rope, tombstone. That was an easy day for him. And then a bunch of salt in the eyes. Wait, okay. Was the berserker hacksaw Jim Duggan or just biting his... Oh, no. He he was... um, Oh, he was going huss, huss. Um, Hacksaw is more like a... Like a... Yeah. um, John Nord is the berserker. It's really fucked up that that made sense to me. I'm like, oh, yeah, those are different. (laughs) Yeah, two two crazy guys, and they both uh, do the cross-eyed stuff. Yeah. So, well, one do- doesn't have a choice. Yeah. Um, Sean Mooney in the event center, he tosses to Skinner. Yuck. Mm-hmm. He talks about his earrings, and it's the tooth of a gator, and he pulled it out with his bare hand. And that tobacco and in no his one? mouth was so fucking gross. Yeah, he spit it on the Undertaker in one of our first episodes. I mean, the Ultimate Warrior in one of our first episodes, and got it all over his face and chest. Okay, I approve of that. It was there the whole match. That's gross. (laughs) Yeah, Um, he says no one has been able to see me in the ring except, uh, I guess, the Ultimate Warrior. Well, he doesn't mention that, but we won't Mm -hmm. go over that. Um, Yeah, and then we go to Bret Hart who's the Intercontinental mm-hmm. Champion, and he talks about looking left and looking right, and everyone's coming for me. And the person that I can think of is Shawn Michaels. <laughs> and he says his ego will get in the way. And he has that little tramp, Sherry, by his side. Whoa. Calls her a tramp in Yeah, and that made me think again. Damn. Was she banging everybody in the back? Yeah, I mean, maybe. I ain't kink shaming of them. She's a woman in charge of her own agency. She could do whatever. What yeah, sensational. Actually, I'm kind of jealous. Yeah, sensational Sherry. Because mm-hmm. a whole other meaning to that, or scary <laughs> Sherry, whatever. I mean, I mean, if she's either one in the sheets, whatever. Well, okay. as, as um, was said on the last episode, she was probably scary. Yeah, that's probably why they called her scary Sherry. She whooped me motherfuckers' asses. True. Yeah, they were fighting a lot. Uh, Dwayne the Gill. That's Dwayne Gilberg. You remember Gilbert? Yeah, I was going to ask, and I'm like, is that Gilbert? Yes, indeed. Early days. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> He's in the ring to face El Matador Tito Santana. A swift uh. right hand from the macho man sent Tito Santana to the promised land. Yeah. Oh, classic favorite stuff. macho man quote. I'm sorry. Yeah, good stuff, though. <laughs> uh, we get a Pasa de Muerte, uh, which is a huge punch to the back of the neck. Uh, <laughs> nice way to end it And some white chicks love Tito I've noticed this on the past weeks Of the episodes Every time Tito's out Ladies love the dudes Well he came out like the matador you know. I mean I think he was hot too Back in the yeah, day From his dude. stuff with Rick Martel I think he was still over from that mm-hmm. um, And I think people still remembered him Which it's like Why turn him into this joke character 
He, he still had it's some the steam. WWF. Yeah, they, yeah. Yeah. All right. We go to Mean Gene and his guest, Harvey Whippleman, Kim Chi, and Kamala. That's a big package right there. Um, some little girl is crying, literally. I saw that. I'm like, why did he scare a little girl? Yeah, and it looks like we see one of the kids from Stranger Things there with his tongue hanging out. Uh, who's that kid? That one with the like the, the 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 squinty eyes. Oh, I, I haven't watched season three, and I can never remember their names. Only Mike and Eleven; those are the only names I can remember. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. I got to call out some racism. Yeah. This First, is a lot. Re- rewind to that Tito Santana. Uh, Gilbert match. Yeah. When Mr. Perfect said, you don't want to get this Mexican mad. I'm like, holy <laughs> shit. What the fuck? Yep. <laughs> I mean, Jesse Ventura used to be worse a couple years ago with him. Flying oh, jalapeno. Yeah. He's like, I, I, his tacos made me sick. And I'm like, then why the fuck are you eating them? And why are you even like, what? You, some racist shit. Yeah. Yeah. And Uganda, the Kamala, the Ugandan giant gimmick Uganda wasn't a savage nation they were conquered by the British and they lived all right until the British left and they didn't know how to govern themselves because they wouldn't teach them how oh that's what that's what Vince thinks he once called Kamala uh, a big black lion which I don't think black lions exist I'm sorry excuse me what (laughs) yeah (laughs) Uh, yeah Mm. Uh, Harvey pokes Mean Gene and then they threaten Mean Gene and he calls Harvey Little Man and Kamala <laughs> sets up with a spear and that little girl is frightened and they push yeah, Mean Gene down. This is uh, this is pretty graphic stuff here. Um, they're getting physical with Mean. Yeah. That, yeah. That's some racist <laughs> shit. <laughs> it is. Big black man with a spear. Motherfucker. Oh, and he was like, I think he's like from like the South. I think he's just from like Georgia or not even. Really, the only person who was actually from Africa was Abdullah the Butcher. Yeah. Good call. Yeah. Um, Commercial and back in the ring, we have the Dublin Destroyer going against (laughs) Tatanka. Sweet. Vince says, Tatanka, a prime example of 100% tested grade A beef. Mm, I guess you, you wanted to you wanted to bang them. Just say you wanted yeah, to bang exactly, them. Exactly, exactly. Seriously, I've never and had. Also, Tatanka was some racist shit too. Yes, I've never had the natives in the chopping. I've never had native sex before. Please tell me nobody said that. No, but that's what Vince is think, thinking. Oh, <laughs> Tatanka has a picture-in-picture promo about um, when we meet in the ring. Rick Martell, this buffalo will run you over and make you extinct. What the fuck? Racism. And Hell, talking about the extinct buffaloes. If they wanted to be equal with the racism. I'm sorry? And talking about the extinct buffaloes. Yeah. If they wanted to be real, you know, race equal with their racism, the <laughs> Dublin Destroyer would have been drunk. Oh, shoot. He should have been. <laughs> But no, it's a double standard. And beating his wife. Uh, huge, Ooh, uh, oh, damn. sorry. Huge su- su- suplex by Tatanka. Um, 
He tells the Dublin destroyer a story in his ear and then sends him into the ropes, big chop to him, and then he comes off the top rope with that big chop, and then we get a Samoan backdrop. Uh, that's the wrong native. One, two, three, Mr. Perfect calls it the Indian backdrop. <laughs> They're just switching it up. Yeah. The racism was on point. Yes, on point. <laughs> Uh, and then we'll contrast to Saturday night where it's not really like that. Uh, you gotta want it with Lex and the rest of the body stars, WBF body stars, new time Saturdays at 10 AM. Better wake up early to pop a boner to watch a bunch of guys flexing. How is, oh, come on, man. How is that not blatant homoerotic? Uh, yeah, I know. It's the weirdest thing. I mean, it's fine. Do your thing. I'm all for people being happy with who they are and who they want to be with. But keep it real. I mean, that the, 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 this was way too homoerotic to be way so to be so homophobic. Yes. Um, interesting time, man. Right here in the '90s. Wait a minute. Was Vince always repressing? I don't know. All right. I think so. There's been rumors of uh, Shawn Michaels got his push because of somebody else got to push in, you know what I mean. Somebody got their shit pushed in? Something. Uh, somebody got their push, yeah, somebody got their shit in. Yeah, definitely. You, you, you never saw Training Day? Oh, yeah. You ever had your shit pushed in? <laughs> Why oh. my shit pushed in so good? I'm sorry. Oh my God! Come on, dude. classic We're on movie. The I flagship know, yeah. show of the show, of the network is true. Guys talking about movies and and sucking each other off a lot and yeah. beef weasels and yeah. yeah. Shout yeah, out to get, you, Alec. Yeah, we we love that show. <laughs> yes, we do. Um, Nails coming down the aisle. His opponent, Rick Johnson, is a Sting knockoff because mm-hmm. he's just looking like the same gear. Um, choke, 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 choke. Vince McMahon says, there is no crowd response here at all. Because they're yeah. bored. <laughs> <laughs> they preview the WWF magazine about the assault on Big Boss Man with all the photos. Uh, wow, look deadly. I, uh, I used was- to watch, I used to, whenever I go to Walgreens to pick up my grandmother's medication, I would just go to the wait in the magazine aisle like everybody else oh, yeah. and, and yeah. read the WWE magazine and video game magazines. Oh yeah, that was good times. It was, it was simpler times. Yes, they were prevalent at the time. There were so many yes. in the late 90s too. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, we get also, a huge... I looked at the Go numbers ahead. on back on Nails' uh, prison uniform mm-hmm. and it was 902714 and I'm like, okay, mm. does that Convey to I blank B F I D I but fuck <laughs> Yeah <laughs> Nice What are your thoughts of nails? He sucked and he looked like Colin Mockery jacked up. Nice. I kept expecting him to do a weird impression or some shit. Or yeah, some improv, or, or Vince McMahon to say, "Here's a here's a match where the uh, contestants don't matter and the victors <laughs> don't either." 
<laughs> that reminds uh, me, I gotta hate squash matches. I was bored through most of this sh- through, through this episode, this show. Oh yeah, I was like, gosh, yeah, definitely. This, this is all just hype for future pay per views and squash matches. I hate squash matches. Yep, yep. Um, we get a huge chokehold. He's out. Yeah. Uh, get the he gets the nightstick. That's nails. He hits Rick and then chokes him out some more. And the kid is holding up a big boss man doll in spirit of boss manism. <laughs> I remember I had that. I remember I had that Hasbro action picture of the big big boss man. My little brother had two WWE. I would say action figures, but they didn't move the original ones. They were just like hard as a Ooh. rock. The LJN. Yeah, and he had yeah. um. Hillbilly Jim and Junkyard Dog. Oh my God! I had the old school uh, Hillbilly Jim as well. Yeah, he was huge. It was like eight inch or you know, like a like a ten inch doll. Yeah, that ain't that big. <laughs> um, <I'm> sorry. <laughs> but no. Then we go to. I, I was hit with that. Okay. Uh, um, that Hillbilly Jim a few times. That <laughs> motherfucker hurt. <laughs> a little brother getting mad nice. at me, get me right in the back with it, and, I'm, and I would just collapse. Pel- pelted in the head by a country boy. <laughs> Wasn't his song "Thank uh, God I'm a Country Boy"? Yep. Okay, country boy, country boy. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, then we get Lord Alfred Hayes. Ah, oh, London, Big Ben, SummerSlam. Ah, Thank you. I could SummerSlam from Wembley Stadium. Yeah. London, England, are you, splendid. Are you doing Yoda? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was working on my Lord Alfred Hayes. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Nah, dude, that's Yoda. I don't know. Yeah, I'm trying. Uh, hold on, wait. Following paid for by promotional consideration it is. I don't know. <laughs> okay. Anyhow, uh, SummerSlam. Yeah. SummerSlam from Wembley Stadium this year, London, England. That's going to be nice. Uh, we come back from a commercial, and Fink tells us that Shawn Michaels has left the building, and a girl in a 90210 shirt says, who cares? I missed that. Perfect. <laughs> Were you a fan of 90210? No, I'm just Sorry. saying it, it was perfect that a girl wearing a 90210 yeah, yeah. shirt said it. Yeah. Uh, did you ever watch 90210? You weren't into no. that. Oh, shit. Yeah. Dude, I grew uh, up in a Chicago housing project. I didn't want to get killed. Blasting out of your bedroom. Money, 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 Inc. coming out with Jimmy Hart. Yeah. Their opponents, Bobby Perez and Angel Vega. And IRS gets on the mic and he says, the ref- the recession is killing me. Yes, it's been killing us too. Um, <laughs> time for us to look in the mirror and say you're a tax cheat. Okay. Jesus. Um, Money, Inc. also get a picture-in-picture promo during this match. They talk about the ma- natural disasters who are earthquake and typhoon. And IRS says, your odds are bigger in Vegas than beating us for the tag team titles. And Ted DiBiase, the million-dollar man, says, the buck stops here. (laughs) And that's a huge clothesline by IRS. Million-dollar man uh, gets the million-dollar dream on 
Angel Vega and it's over really quick and then he stuffs a hundred dollar bill down the guy's mouth and he's got to split that with his tag team partner later probably. <laughs> yeah that was their pay <laughs> remember um, when yeah Earl and R. Shyster joined the NWO but his W wouldn't let him join I always wanted yes. to know the story behind that it was um it was so weird, uh, and it was convoluted at the time. I hardly forget. I, I hardly no. remember. It was VK Wall Street was yeah, his name. I, 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 yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I'm, I want to know the real backstage reason why they did that. Mm. Did he piss somebody off? Hogan's buddies. I don't know. I'm not sure. Because that's back when the NWO just... didn't have jobbers. Yeah. Um, that they, they He was just friends with Hogan, mm. so... He was like, come on, brother, get a, get a paycheck, dude. <laughs> um, and then we go to Razor Ramon, and he's in a little bodega area. Um, well, not a bodega. He's in a restaurant. I'm sorry. He was in was a he bodega. Was he supposed to be Cuban, Puerto Rican, Mexican, I Dominican? Th- think, I think Cuban, but Vince doesn't know race specifics. He just knows general stereotypes mm, yeah that's about right um crazy yes. shit nothing too good for razor ramon good food good drink good chicas <laughs> only some people in the wwf been putting razor down saying he's not good enough and then he eats with his hand uh, what do they think i'm some kind of pig or some kind of animal i think maybe they're scared i think they're afraid a Razor Ramon. And then the waiter goes to lay down the bill, and Razor smashes his hand down. What is this, man? It's the bill, Senor Razor. You got a bill for me, man? You know who I am? I'm Razor Ramon. <laughs> People find out I'm here. They line up down the street, Chico. Get that out of here. What's next? Maybe I mop up the floor for you? <laughs> Maybe I mop up the floor. Maybe I can go back there and wash some dishes for you. Hey, come here, man. Hey, maybe I can come up pick some food out your teeth. Hey, man, maybe I can bust this table for you. I cleared a table for you. I cleared a table. And he fucking throws everything off and then throws the toothpick at the camera. Amazing stuff. I love it. I'm like, it. it's racist, but Scott Hall is fucking entertaining. Yes. <laughs> he fucking nails it, dude. He fucking like, nails it. I want to get mad at this shitty Scarface knockoff, but damn. <laughs> Can you see why Drake appreciates it? I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, Drake uh, has been seen wearing a Razor Ramon shirt before. Shut the fuck up. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess he's a Razor fan. Uh, wow. Uh, wrestling is very popular in the rap and hip hop community now. Again. Really? Uh, yeah. It's very prevalent mm. again. Get a lot of references. I hear a lot of references. Yeah. Um, yeah. Then we go to Sean Mooney in the event center. Um, he tosses to Owen Hart and Coco Beware. Hey, you know what? Nasty boys, you big fat boys, blah, blah, blah. High energy. High Owen tries to sing energy. a little bit. Thank you very much. You nailed it. Yes. Uh, I hated it. I mean, I... Now I'm like hating it, uh, but I fucking, when I first found this out, when we started doing this coverage, I was 
dying laughing because it's like, what the fuck? Where did that come from? I never knew that they did this. I think they're going to nip it in the bud soon because I don't remember this being that prevalent for them. But a lot of other I people remember do. high energy vaguely. And when they did that, I'm like, oh. but I also didn't <laughs> notice it was Owen Hart. Yeah. Right. It the rocket me up. Yep, so uh, they're going to come against the Nasty Boys or Money Inc. We'll see. And um, Coco says, WWF is all about high energy. And he's not wrong. I'm sorry. Yes. <laughs> uh, then the Berserker and Mr. Fuji have a promo. Who's the toughest wrestler in WWF, Huss? Undertaker, you had a taste. And the Berserker cannot and will not be stopped. Okay. <laughs> And then they say, hey, there's more coming up after this. And next week on WWF Superstars, British Bulldog, the Mountie, will have a special interview with Big Boss Man. Ric Flair will be in action. And the announcement of the main event of SummerSlam. <laughs> Ooh. Uh, and then they have a dumb fucking stamp after the show that says 100% grade A prime tested. Fucking Vince. What'd you think of that one overall? It had its moment of nostalgia, but I really did not enjoy that. In fact, I used to watch those show that show Saturday mornings. Mm-hmm. Just because I wanted some wrestling, and yeah, it was probably something you had on in the background. No, maybe. it was something that you was know, on. You played. Or... I waited for Soul Train to come on. <laughs> there we go. The yes. real show. <laughs> Um, let's go on to WCW Saturday night. All right. Let's brought to you by Jolly Ranchers. We're with Bill Rotz, Bill. Wow. Bill Watts and Jim Ross. Um, Okay. First of all, they're not Jolly Ranchers. They're wine candy. That's what we call them in Chicago. Maybe some other places, but we refer to them as wine candy. (laughs) Really? What's, what's the reason? Because they were like little things of wine. You know, okay. like like okay. apple wine and all the cheap neighborhood ghetto wines, kind of yeah. taste like those. I can see that. Which is, which is why yeah. when Zimas came out, people were dropping Jolly Ranchers in their Zimas. Now they got sparkling uh-huh. wine. Mm. Okay. I'm sitting here tapping Jolly my Ranchers. forehead like that damn or- mean. Um. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We go to Bill Watts and Jim Ross. They're going to be hosting this episode. They're running down the Great American Bash pay-per-view that's going to happen in just 24 hours. And last Sunday at the Omni, Brad Armstrong won the light heavyweight championship from boy, Scotty Flamingo. Okay. And Gary... Yes? Now, Brad Armstrong, Mm -hmm. the the Armstrong curse. Are you... Hmm. Curse? Remember, are you familiar with that? No, I didn't know that they the had The Armstrong curse. family curse where they were basically all losers. <laughs> oh, I didn't know about thing that. thing in WCW where they can never get ahead. But Yeah, I mean, he uh, Brad Armstrong says later in this episode he's been wrestling 12 fucking years and he just won the light heavyweight championship. And do you remember Brad Armstrong's last WCW push? B-Rad? B-A. Yeah, was it B-A or B-Rad? 
Or, oh, oh no, yeah, DA you're right. With the Fuck. No yeah. Limit Soldiers, they tanned them into yes. blackface yes. and had them wrestling with Silk the Shocker, Shocker and Master P. Yup, and he was like ripping off his brother, who is the Road Dog. Jesse yeah, James. yeah. So, uh, yeah, that was mm-hmm. just bad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, the curse. I mean, Road Dog Jesse James is the only one that kind of succeeded. Bullet Bob has a lot of yeah. recognition, but yeah, Brad's great wrestler. I mean, they could have done so much more with him. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god I, I remember my first time ever um the hardcore wiggle oh my god um norman smiley. the first time i ever saw norman smiley they were interviewing two of the armstrongs about the armstrong curse somebody else came out and busted up their promo and norman smiley came in to save him and he was using that high-pitched voice and i damn near <laughs> peed on myself because he was not trying to be funny oh, yeah. he was trying to be tough and i just like lost it <laughs> sorry that was a weird tangent yeah but yeah no but that that was a good time uh crazy times uh, ridiculous too ridiculous one the demise of wcw is always uh it's funny to me now yeah but it was now. sad then yes it was uh also terry bam bam gordy and dr death steve mm-hmm. williams beat the steiners at the omni so we got two title changes on a taped show at the omni they show us footage later in this mm-hmm. episode uh, fans, let's take a look at Barry Windham and Dustin Rhodes. They come out to go against Tracy Smothers, Young Pistol, and Richard Morton. Um, yeah, it's not a bad match, no. but it's it's just, yeah, technician stuff. Okay, I remember in watching this, I remembered why I was more WWF than WCW or NWA or one of those, and it was production mm-hmm. value. Oh yeah, horrible graphics. Looks like it's music yeah. too loud. You couldn't hear them talking. Mm-hmm. There, well, a lot of that too is the dub over from the network because they're not allowed to use the licensed music. Ah. Um, so they'll dub over with other uh, loud music, and it's just terrible Jesus. at sometimes. Yeah. Thanks for explaining that. Because uh, it was terrible. Yeah. Um, it, it's not too much to see in this match. Typical stuff, but really good tag team stuff here from Barry Windham and Dustin Rhodes. They're using they're using good tag team tactics. We get a blind tag from Barry Windham or from Dustin Rhodes to Barry Windham. I mean from Barry Windham <laughs> to Dustin Rhodes. Uh Richard Morton ducks a a leap over by Barry Windham, then he turns around and gets a huge bulldog from Dustin Rhodes out of nowhere. One, two, three. And uh that's the end of that. Wasn't match. that Ricky Morton folks, from the Rock and Roll Express? Fuck yeah. Yup, uh, he had turned heel earlier to be Richard Morton with the um, uh, the Taylor found uh, shit. I'm I'm blanking on her name, and everybody's gonna hate me right now. But it's Terry Runnels, the York oh, Foundation. Oh yeah, and she she uh, she had a computer, and then it was also Terry Taylor who turned into Terrence. I remember Taylor. Terry Taylor. Wow. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, folks, call your cable operator for the pay-per-view tomorrow at 7. Do you remember having to call cable operators for things like that? No, we were poor, man. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. Did you ever, like, um, see, like, closed circuit um, back in the day at mm, all? No. 
Do you would, were you aware yes. of that? Because I I know that they did a WrestleMania in Chicago. Yeah, I, I, I wasn't old um, enough to go to the closed circuit. They were in bars. Okay. Oh, okay. I didn't I was know a that. Kid, man. Okay. Sorry. Sorry. You weren't that old yet. That old. Um, All right, youngster. We go. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, we go to a commercial and we come back and it's Johnny B. Bad and bad he is. Uh, a bad man with a spooter. Okay. Yeah, this is their little um, <clears throat> little Richard. Another blackface. Yeah, pretty much, because he, I thought he was a black man until... Uh, that was Mark Merrill, right? Until like 1997. Yeah, until like 1997, I was like, wait, he's not black? Wait, huh? Again, I was not the quickest kid. Um, his opponent, George South. Below rent Jake the Snake. Uh, yeah, yeah, I had to look him up. <laughs> pretty much. Um, we get a left hook. After a ducked clothesline from Johnny B. Bad, Johnny B. Bad wins, and he holds George South up after the match and puts a big sticker of a pair of lips on his cheek. That yeah, okay. I, I, not that there's anything wrong with that. Yeah, but, but yeah. come on now. All right, commercial and back. Brad Armstrong winning the light heavyweight title. Uh, Bill Watts talks about tradition. Because back in the Omni, his dad, Bob Armstrong, yeah, Bill Watts is one of those tricks. Bill Watts guys. and Jim Ross were terrible. Damn. I'm like, Jim Ross is always go... sucked. Yeah, he, he, he's kind of slacky. I mean, he, he's covering bases on this episode. He's doing the best he can with yeah. what he's got. Um, we go to a recap of the match between Bob. Uh, Brad and Scotty Flamingo, who is mm-hmm. Raven. Um, side Russian leg sweep, one, two, three. Bat. Brad wins the title. Um, yeah, from the little mm-hmm. preview there. Um, and then we get a promo after the match. It's the light heavyweight champion here, and I've been in this business for 12 years. Holy fuck. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and then we go to the Steiners and Williams and Gordy recap. And we get a huge Steiner line. Then Rick is trying to roll a half Nelson pin on Bam Bam Gordy. So we got some amateur wrestling skills going on there. Um, they get broken up in the corner and then punches break out. So we get some roughneck stuff going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, then Scott Scott St- Scott gets the hot tag and he hits the Frankensteiner and he's rolled <laughs> on top of Gordy. And all of a sudden, Dr. That's Steve Williams uh, shoots off the ropes and hits the popped up Scott Steiner with a huge seated clothesline and Gordy covers Scott. The ref finally sees it as Rick was distracting the ref. One, two, three. And uh, yeah, those titles look cool. And uh, they yeah, they, they have did. a little promo afterwards. Gordy says, we're coming for the NWA titles too. Okay. Yeah, he was talking about like he had the, uh, they had the championship titles and um dr death had to go tag yes yeah it was like because we're the heavyweight champion tag team that is yeah Uh. you got corrected by that dumb Mm -hmm. dude now the evolution of scott steiner the big papa pump was a a beautifully racist thing to behold oh yeah because he was stealing he was stealing swagger left and right right Oh, Buff Bagwell, when him and Buff were feuding, Buff had the greatest promo on his ass ever. What did he say? Remind me. He came out just like Big Papa Pump. 
And he says, the other day I was watching BET to see rappers to steal new lines oh, from. Oh, nice. And I died. I uh, got him. Yep. Yes. That's probably what he was doing. Hey, put on the goddamn BET. Hey, you better leave him alone, because he knows that three times three <laughs> yeah, exactly. is nine, but divided by three is three, which is the magic number three, and there's three stripes on the side of Adidas, and three... Yeah, it, tra- it transcends. It transcends for everybody. I, I really wish I could do that whole speech he did. See Samoa Joe, you're... Yeah, I, I, I could get into it. I, I don't have enough energy right now. <laughs> I don't have that Scott Steiner cocaine energy. Yeah, me neither. I, 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 I'm running off four hours of Oof. sleep, and I've been awake. <clears throat> oh shit! Sixteen hours. Here we go. All right. Um, the uh-huh. NWA tag team titles will be on the line. Uh, I guess this Sunday or Saturday. The um, sorry, Sunday at the Great American Bash, and uh, yeah, we're gonna see. Who gets the victory? All right. And they pimp the Great American Bash. Seats are still available. That's not good. That's not good. Uh, we go to a commercial and come back, and it's Polly Dangerously with Bobby Eaton out to face Michael P.S. Hayes. Well, not a bad match. Like you said, in the jobber stuff on WWF, this is actually like a, a, a mid-card guy with a mid-card guy. Yeah, this was... A really enjoyable match. Yes, it was. Uh, Larry Zabisco is on commentary, too. We get a long head yeah. scissors spot with um, Michael P.S. Hayes to Bobby Eaton. Then Bobby Eaton takes advantage of a lot of like sneaky moves, as usual, working over the arm mm-hmm. of Michael P.S. Hayes. Michael fires back, and he goes for the DDT. No. Eaton um, hits his arm bar and takes him down, and then he works a hammer lock on Michael P.S. Hayes, and then it's broken up by an elbow, and Michael P.S. Hayes comes back firing with some blows and hits a right hand square in the face to eat and that looked great like a great punch man mm-hmm. um and then he gives him two elbow drops he goes for the ddt but bobby throws him off because i guess the other arm was weak uh, the yeah. psychology was a little <laughs> off there but uh then all of a sudden they get up uh, bobby eaton hit, hits the swinging neck breaker out of nowhere one two three uh like you said good match though um yeah yeah uh- I enjoyed this whole episode, but yes, it was good seeing that classic wrestling. Yes. Wrestling. Were you a fan of Eaton or PSAs? No. Okay. Yeah. But still, <laughs> they could put on a good match. Yeah. Yeah. All of the free bears could kiss my. No, that's not. All right. Go ahead. Um, commercial and back. You're going to hear that a lot um, because mm-hmm. this is an hour and 17 minute episode. Jesus Christ. Thanks for hanging in there with me, Elliot. Um, no, it's cool. The Barbarian comes out to face Randy Stallings, who looks like a six-year-old who got his wish granted to be a wrestler for a day, but he still had the same face. Yeah, he was, dude, <laughs> I mean, I heard the phrase baby face, but come on. And he just looked lost. There, I know. Like, like, like his parents wandered I'm, off. And I'm telling you, he was like, I want to be a wrestler. And then they went, and he just appeared in the ring and he was like, who the fuck? And it's out to face the barbarian. He's like, what the hell is going on? And uh, let's see how this goes for him. Clothesline, slam, elbow drops, elbow drops. Bill Watts compares dogs to wrestlers way before Vince does. Uh, and, and, and he was encouraging dog fighting. Yes. I'm like, what the shit, man? Yeah. Bill Watts is a country motherfucker. What shit is this? Yeah. 
<laughs> you know, we got to test him with the other dog size, the breeds and the other, you know, the type of dog that he is. <clears throat> yeah. Be careful there, Cole, because you call, you go into a dangerous Sorry. line. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, big boot to the side of the head. RIP to that kid. <sighs> Jesus. That's the end of that <laughs> match. And then yeah. standing by Jim Ross with good old Greg the Hammer Valentine. Man, he's fucking aging lovely. He looked like a wadis knot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he made some bad remarks last week about Dustin and Dusty, and he's going to remind us this week that they're both punks, and Dusty Rhodes is a has-been, and he'll beat up any of the Rhodes in the ring and break their leg with the figure four leg lock. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Sure, Jan. Uh, then we get the wrestlers entrance theme 56 from the video game um, <laughs> it seriously is that theme it's Dick Slater and Greg the Hammer Valentine out to face the Dirty Dick <laughs> Dirty Dick Slater <laughs> yes indeed what a name <laughs> uh, their opponents I kept yelling Dirty Dick to nobody in particular <laughs> Nice. Was this your first introduction to Dirty Dick Slater? Did you know of him? Yes. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. A roughneck guy. He's been around for some years. Uh, their opponents are flying. With a dirty dick? I figured he would have died at a clap by now. I'm sorry. <laughs> when he goes to WWF, he'll be uh, Dick Schmegma. Uh, well, I started it. Go ahead. Okay. Their opponents are going to be Flying Brian and Big Josh. And do you know who Big Josh is? Mm-mm. He becomes Doink the Clown. Oh, yeah. I thought it was somebody interesting. No, yeah. I have cholerophobia. <laughs> oh, man, that's crazy. The uh, over-exaggerated fear of clowns. Yes. I, but I'm like, well, when they come and kill y'all motherfuckers, don't tell, don't say Elliot Savies. I'm like, I told y'all motherfuckers to run when I ran. But no, y'all wanted to go see Cirque du Soleil. Yeah. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh, man. The heels are ganging up and cheating during this match, but Bill Watts talks about uh, that's what's that's what happens when there's one ref for wrestling, and that's the advantage to this wrestling with tag teams. And you know how many refs they have right now in the NBA? You know how many refs they have right now in the NFL? And they're like referencing those. Um, and I guess they had so upped. he was condoning cheating and in a and way, fair yeah, play. If they could get away with and dog fighting, yeah. And, Bill Watts is a piece of shit. Yeah, and Jim Ross uh, mentions NFL got rid of instant replay this year. That was an interesting time. <laughs> it's bad. Yeah. Sort of. Uh, Big Josh gets pulled down by the back of the hair from Dirty Dick. What a dirty dick. Dirty Dick. Yeah. On the apron as well, so he was not the legal man. But, like you said, Bill Watts says, it's legal because he's in the corner. I mean, what are you going to do? Um, and the ref was distracted, but then Hammer drops the elbow. One, two, three. The heels win. Man. Yeah, like Pillman went walking off. It, the way the there was no reason for him to distract the referee the way he did. It was a really sloppy ending. Yeah. It, it, to what was a really to to what was essentially a damn good match. Right. Exactly. And and it turned out, yeah, turned out to be a mess at the end. Yeah. Uh, now they can't all be, you know. Now they, I was trying to think of something beautiful. Nothing came to mind. They can't all be thinkers. Sometimes they're stinkers. That works. Okay. 
commercial and back Nikita and Ricky Steamboat out to face Boomer Lynch and John Peterson. What a fucking combination. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't I don't remember that match. Oh man. Well, it was quick. During the match, Jim and Bill talk about Nikita and Steamboat being in the NWA tag team tournament tomorrow night. They might be possibly going against Jushin Liger and Flying Brian, who'll be teaming up. I remember now because I kept thinking about, ooh, Jushin, oh, I should look up some of his matches. Yes. <laughs> that's, that's why I don't remember and didn't take any notes about that match. <laughs> I was <laughs> looking up matches. Uh, yes, yeah, Steamboat hits a big chop to the throat of Boomer Lynch. One, two, three. They win the match. Quick and easy. Mm. Uh, then we run down the NWA tag team tournament that's lasted nearly two months. Dustin and Wyndham, Rick Rude and Steve Austin, they're heading to the finals, everybody else involved. It's going to be a lot of people. And that's mm-hmm. all going down at Great American Bash. Commercial and back, sound familiar? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> Jim Ross and Bill Watts are talking about Sting having pressure on him going against Big Van Vader. Well, there's about a 200-pound difference almost. Ah. And Bill Watts says, I'm just <laughs> excited about this match. Thinking about this, this is the premier main event for me. Okay. And then we toss mm-hmm. to Jesse Ventura and Eric Bischoff, and they're pimping the Which match. Which blew my mind when, I, when I'm like, whoa. Right? Whoa. What a combination. Yeah. I, I, didn't, I didn't know Bischoff was in the business then, but I guess I should have. He was in and AWA, too. Hmm? He was in AWA back in the day, too. Yeah, I, I forget that people pay their dues getting up there. Yes, indeed. Uh, and, and Jesse Ventura, snakeskin jacket and bald head with the one ponytail in the back. Yep. Yeah. All, all weird mm. monk about it. Mm-hmm. He's like the Steven Seagal of wrestling. <laughs> I don't think Jesse's raped anybody. Oh, okay. True, yeah. <laughs> then uh, he... Um, Jesse says, you look at this match and you think one thing, size. And I think um, Vader will be the new WCW champion. And with Harley Race on his side, wow. Yeah. Uh, Then we look at a special look at- What were your thoughts of Vader? Oh, impressive. Um, As a kid, I always thought he was impressive. I still think he's impressive. Mm Mm-hmm. What do you think? I was never a fan, but he was good. He was very good. Yeah. Um, But yeah, I I never really got into him. Definitely, if you get a chance, check out some of the WCW stuff on the network while Mm -hmm. you have it. Um, We look at Big Van Vader, and he's holding the IWGP title. Oops, that's stolen footage. Uh, <laughs> that's when he came in and busted up Anoki when he first came into the business. Well, not first came into the business, but first appeared as Big Van Vader um, mm-hmm. and uh, made a big showcase in New Japan. And then after coming back from Japan, he's in WCW now. Um, and it just shows him destroying opponents. And Eric Bischoff does some good voiceover stuff here. So it's a good package. And the mm-hmm. long-awaited title match will take place July 12th at the Great American Bash. That's tomorrow. All right. And it and it ended with Sting coming out and saving Buff Bagwell from Vader. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, um, we venture 
Uh, Ventura says, it's his speed, it's ex- it's his experience, it's Harley racing his corner. Y'all just said that. But uh, we get a recap of it, and then we look at Sting and his life at the, as the WCW champion. We go back to the Great American Bash, and it's that 90s bout of Sting beating Ric Flair yes. to become the new champion. Such a great match. Yeah. Uh, the fans and the faces come out to celebrate with Sting during that. That was a good moment there. Um, then he beat Sid Vicious at Halloween Havoc that year, 1990. And then mm-hmm. they say the years that followed, he lost the title. And then he beat, he had to beat his best friend, Lex Luger, at Super Brawl 1992. <laughs> so WCW showing uh, Sting beating two guys that are in WWF right now. Mm-hmm. Good stuff there. Uh, then mm-hmm. we get a recap of the issues between Vader and Sting that have been happening for the months. Sting was yes. itch, injured. Uh, Big Van Vader hit him with the ba- Vader bomb. Sting comes out to help Buff, like you were talking about, as Buff was uh, getting beat down by Big Van Vader. Uh, Buff Daddy and Sting, I didn't know that they were friends. <laughs> but I guess that they are. Uh, Buff was so hilarious. Yeah. Oh, He was Marcus yeah. Alexander at the time, so he's uh, yeah. he's a baby. Yeah. Um, At the beginning of this show, they said that coming off the top rope was illegal because of what Vader did to Sting, right? Yes. Yeah, because I was like, huh? Oh, okay. It's part of the storyline. Gotcha. Yeah. 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 (laughs) I thought that something happened like a, you know, speaking of Tombstone, did Goldberg really just get fucked up? Oh, well, they said that um, Sting broke his ribs, and I think he did. Um, so yeah, you're right. Maybe, maybe, yeah. And I don't know if Goldberg got fucked up, but he, that looked brutal. Yeah. He ate it for sure. Yeah. I don't know if there was that much bounce in it, but yeah, he definitely ate it. Um, yeah. And, um, I think legit Sting had broken ribs from the Vader match that they had initially. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, unless Mm -hmm. that was part of the storyline, but Mm -hmm. I'm thinking... No, because he was out for a bit, and then he just had that match with Cactus Jack. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Uh, then they, they recap Sting and Vader facing off, and it's going to be an epic showdown coming up Sunday. And then we toss to Harley Race with the Super Invader, which is just... Uh, it's them from last week, but they were like, shoot a promo for like three weeks from now. <laughs> um, yeah. And he's talking about Big Van Vader and he's going to be champion in 24 hours, in 24 hours. And he just keeps saying it, but a little bit louder. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like uh, how old people do. Yeah. <laughs> Commercial and back. <sighs> the all American Ron Simmons comes out. One of the greatest perms I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, it's looking nice, that too. He's growing it out a little whipped. bit. <laughs> uh, he's going against Mean Mark Canterbury. Do you recognize Mean Mark Canterbury at all? Mm-mm. Uh, he was Henry Godwin in the WWF later. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. A motorcycle <laughs> gang just rolled past my house. Oh, wow. Is it is it time for you to face, like, the Jets or Sharks or something like that? Or? <laughs> It's a lot more scarier in Chicago, I assume. Nah, man, it's streets of fire. I gotta go fight um, with sledgehammers outside. Oh shit! You ever oh, see Streets boy. of Fire? Yes, great yes. movie. I saw it in a theater last year. Oh my god! In thirty-five millimeter, it was beautiful. Wow. But let's finish talking about wrestling. 
This is a movie okay. podcast on Moho Radio. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> okay, go ahead. Yeah, um, this is a huge drop kick from Ron Simmons, a huge power slam from Ron Simmons, and he wins. It's a nice, quick, impactful match. He's and Ron Simmons really is moving good. up the card. I forgot how good he was. Dude, yeah, and they're putting him over, and within the next month, he will be the first African-American heavyweight champion. Mm-hmm, and it was a pretty short reign, wasn't it? I think it was about two months. Yeah, uh, and then he eventually went to WWE and became Farouk, tired of the way the black man treated in wrestling. Yeah, and had, like, one of the first um, matches as a as a as as an African-American facing... Um, for the for the title in the main event mm-hmm. against the Undertaker, yeah, um, yeah. Uh, okay, commercial and back, and it's Sting out to face DDP, a main event that we would see six years, seven years from now. Mm-hmm. But DDP is uh, DDP is not the same DDP. DDP actually has some pre Kevin Nash tights on right now, <laughs> with the, the tassels on the side and everything. They fight outside a bit. It's fast pace until Sting hits that arm drag, mm-hmm. Ugh. and it gets a little bur- boring. And then Sting picks up um, DDP like he's going to give him a pile driver. He picks him up like he's going to give him a razor's edge, and then he slams him stomach first into the corner. Then DDP gets up, and he's like dazed in the corner but facing the fans, and Sting hits him with a huge... Stinger splash to the back, then locks on the Scorpion Deathlock. Boom, that's it. Yeah. Nothing to see there. I was always more particular to the um, Scorpion Death drop. Yeah. Yeah, me too. It was just a, like setting it up it was, for everything or yeah. or just the, in general, like as his finisher over the Deathlock. In one of my favorite in- instances of that move was with DDP. They were wrestling... And he counters the diamond cutter with a scorpion, scorpion dash drop. He like yeah. gets out of yeah. it, grabs DDP's hair, puts it in and drops it. And I'm like, damn, that was a nice transition. It looked great, especially the way they did the camera on it. Yeah, definitely. Um, that see, was a classic See, this spot. is why I'm Good upset with you and, 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 and TJ. <laughs> I'm bringing you back. <laughs> bringing you back. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Well, okay, so so you prefer the death drop over his scorpion death lock, or do yes. you just okay? Well, I mean they're both good, but yeah, I like but it. You as prefer a finish that more. finish, yeah? Okay. We go to a commercial and back. Uh, Bill Watts and Jim Ross talk about the live event coming up in twenty four hours. Twenty four hours. Oh wait, what? There's a live event in twenty four hours. I haven't heard about it. Me neither. (laughs) (sighs) All right. So long, everybody. See you at the Great American Bash. And then they have a promo of the Great American Bash. It's a great little um, end promo package. I'll I'll pump it in at the end. Um, Yeah. It's a good way to have a lead up for their main event story. See how that's done, WWF, who's still deciding what the main event's going to be for SummerSlam. Okay. Yeah, so what'd you think of that one, WCW overall? I enjoyed it so much. It was just yeah, a good a lot, show. A lot better than uh, a lot better than WWF superstars. Yes. I mean I kinda zoned out a lot of the um commentary during the matches, but it was kinda because it was so low and I could barely hear it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or I might just be old and losing my hearing. 
but um, I've watched wrestling enough to be able to follow it and not need someone explaining moves and psychology and everything. It was, but just watching those matches were great. Yeah. Um, Okay. So I guess you would pick WCW over WWF then for this week? Oh, yeah. Any day. Yeah. WWF was a shorter show, which I kind of wish WCW would get back to the 45 minute episodes because I liked when they did their 45 minute episode. They still have like um, technician versus technician matches, Mm -hmm. matches that felt important and kept the storylines moving. Um, But then even the enhancement matches, the guys would put on a decent showing Mm -hmm. and not make it too painful. But uh, hour and a half kind of gets me. I don't know, I guess because I watch so much wrestling now. Um, Yeah. But it could have, we could have lost the match, you know, dropped the match, dropped a couple of them promos or the repeats of promos. Mm -hmm. Yeah. They need 45 minutes. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. It could be done. Yes. And they have done it because they switch off. Yeah. They, they switch off between 45 minute episodes and an hour and a half episodes. So, uh, we'll see if they come back to the 45 minute episodes or not. Mm -hmm. But, uh, yeah, Elliot, thank you for joining me. I hope you enjoyed that. Oh, man, it was so much fun. You got to have me back. Give yes, me a reason indeed, to watch I will. wrestling. Yeah, definitely. Um, you can get another free month on the network, unless you stay on, that is. I ain't staying on this, man. I got Netflix, <laughs> Hulu, Prime, Don't give Vince that DC fucking money either. Yeah. Oh, you got a lot. So what's well, going on with... for all of them. <laughs> yeah, oh, I'm sorry. You are in an app of supervillains. Speaking of, <laughs> what's going on uh, on your show next week coming up? What's going on with um, an app supervillains? We're getting play? ready to drop an, an episode uh, this week uh, where we discuss the are they or aren't they concentration camps. Mm-hmm. Um, a pretty interesting story out of Nebraska where a woman won't be going to jail for getting married. Okay. Um, Good news. To her dad. Um, oh. Oh, that's just the tip of the iceberg <laughs> of that story, son. Oh, man. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we, 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 uh, this, oh, yeah, we, we talk about the young, late, the young mom who was shot in the stomach and they wanted to charge her with manslaughter. Oh my god! Uh, yeah, yeah. It's about a half an hour of serious news subjects. Uh, then we jump into weird and odd news, <laughs> and somewhere between yeah, crazy there, stuff, yeah. there's the story about police being asked to leave a Starbucks because they were making someone nervous. Hmm. <laughs> and I learned the plot thickens. I learned something about the story today that I wish I knew during the story, but eh. We'll find out uh, on the next Inept Supervillains a whole bunch of crazy stuff going on there and also um, important stuff as well. Yes. So you guys mix it up. Um, episode 52. And some, comedy, and some comedy in there. Ooh, nice. You got to throw some Come comedy in it or just, we just start crying. You can hear yeah, you can hear sure. our faith in humanity die a bit during that first half an hour. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> Uh, that happens sometimes. Uh, so where can we find you guys? We are at Moho Radio. Um, we can also find us on Amazon. Not Amazon. Spotify. 
I'm sleepy. Uh, Spotify, uh, Google Play, Google Podcast, um, uh, Stitcher, we're there, SoundCloud, we're there, we're, we're everywhere you listen to podcasts. Yeah. Yep, uh, search the inept supervillains. Yes. All right. Thanks for joining me, L, and I will catch you again next time. I'll, I'll definitely have you on again. Maybe we can do a bonus episode with you where you pick a match of your favorite liking or something that rings nostalgia. Oh, we can watch um, that uh, to you. Saturday night's main event with the British Bulldogs. Oh, yeah. Yes. That's yes. a good one. That's a good, that's that's a good pull. I thought I was out. Um, you bring me back in. <laughs> That's what we do here. Uh, thanks, everybody, for listening to this episode of Marking Out the Day's Weekend Warriors. We will catch you next week. Um, we'll be running down the, the the rest of July. I'll have two more special guests uh, for this month. Um, you can always find us on Facebook community by searching Retromania with a W. You can write to us at retromaniapodcast at gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter at retromaniapod. And as always, we're on moleholeradio.com. Uh, we will catch you guys next week. Thanks, everybody. Bye-bye.